pop quiz. What do you get when you combine quarter-life confusion, rosé, boredom, and technology? That's right, you get a podcast. If you're thinking, great, another girl with a podcast, just what this world needs, I'm sure you're not alone. But stick with me for a second. Unfortunately, this is not a true crime podcast. They're my personal favorite, but I get scared really easily. I'm also probably not cool enough to pull one off. This podcast will also not be educational in the slightest, but knowledge is cool and you should definitely check some of those out. This podcast will also not have quirky co-hosts discussing fun things. This little project is just me for now, but I guess you could say I'll be discussing fun adjacent things and we'll just pretend that my cat who is always sitting right next to me is my co-host. So all of that probably doesn't answer your question about what this podcast is actually about though. I'm going to be talking about my adoption story from birth or well actually even before then to now. Is my story special or worthy of a podcast? I don't know. Probably not, but I'm doing it anyway. Or maybe it is. Who knows? Maybe it will help someone out there. At the very least, I think social media has proven that all of our lives are interesting enough to warrant at least a follow or two. I will say that at first glance, my story is definitely not unique or noteworthy. I was a white infant adopted by white parents that lived 60 miles from where I was born in a closed adoption. If nothing else, the details were straightforward and unlikely to cause any long-term emotional effects. Insert Taylor Swift's classic mid-song laughter here. Because when you dig a little deeper, you figure out that the details do get a little murky. Plus, I can't tie it completely to my adoption, but I definitely have some emotional baggage but in like a fun, cool way. You know what I mean? The tough thing with adoption is that in my experience, it's not super talked about. And when it is, it's either given this weirdly heavy, somber vibe or an everything is perfect. Absolutely perfect. Thanks for asking vibe. Where's the middle ground? I've noticed that a lot of adoptive parents share their journeys via podcasts, blogs, social media, etc., but not a lot of adoptees. And I get it. Not everyone is comfortable with sharing the details of their story. I'm not even comfortable with it, but for whatever reason, here I am. My hope is that someone finds value in this podcast. Maybe you're adopted and you can relate to me. Maybe you're not adopted, but are looking to understand the experience a bit more. Maybe it's none of those things and that's okay too. Everyone is welcome here. If you're thinking, That was a really long way to summarize and explain what this podcast is about, and I'm still a little unclear. You're probably not alone. Let me summarize quick here. I'm going to be sharing my own story, at least what I think are the interesting parts. I'll take you back to the beginning, then we'll jump forward in the timeline where I discover some game-changing information, lose an important person in my life contact my birth parents, and try to figure out how to rebound from it all. So let's take a breath. How am I doing so far as a host? Am I coming off like a really cool, totally chill, well-adjusted person? Feel free to just not answer that. We'll call it a rhetorical question. And instead, let's dive into the fun stuff. Another question for you. 
do you have any curiosities about my adoption already? If one of them is, I wonder when she found out that she was adopted, you're not alone. I get that question a lot. Sorry to disappoint because the answer is really boring. I never really found out. I just always knew. My parents didn't sit me down at 18 and tell me. There was never any dramatic realization, no letter, big reveal, even though that would make for a more interesting podcast story. But it was something my parents would explain to me and even celebrate in age-appropriate ways. It's kind of like knowing my dad's name is Kevin. I definitely did not understand that his name was not, in fact, dad when I was two. But my parents didn't have to sit me down when I could understand it. I always knew that fact, but it took me getting older to better understand it. It's kind of hard to explain, so hopefully that makes a little sense. Let me also advocate for this way of doing things, and here's why. I did learn more information about my adoption later on, and it was definitely a little tougher to process and take in. Your story, as you understand it, just completely changes, and when you're further in life, that can be a little ground-shaking. Don't worry, I'll dive into that story later, but let me step back here first. We'll start with how my parents arrived at adoption. Just a quick note that I'll be talking briefly about infertility. I'm not going into specifics, but definitely feel free to skip ahead a couple of minutes if it's kind of tough to hear about. So after years of infertility and countless medications and procedures, my parents learned definitively that they would not be able to have children. At this part of the story, I don't have specifics. Obviously, I wasn't there, and it wasn't something that was brought up a lot. I knew I was adopted, and I understood that, but I didn't really think too much about how we as a family got there. I didn't ask, and my parents didn't bring it up. My mom especially seemed to avoid the topic the way I avoid MLM requests on Facebook. I'm sorry, I just really don't want to buy your essential oils. But keep selling your kids Girl Scout cookies because I'm definitely interested in those. Anyway, if I were to guess, I would say that my mom's avoidance of the topic was part her not wanting to dive back into a painful time and part her not wanting to make my brother and I feel bad. As if her desire to have a child naturally and the measures she took to achieve that meant she loved us any less. All of that to say, I really don't know a ton about my parents' infertility journey, but I do know that at this point, they turned to adoption. They filled out all the forms, answering questions about themselves and who they were willing to adopt, including different races, countries of origin, disabilities, medical diagnoses, and so on. My dad and I actually talked about this recently, and he told me that they checked everything. Now, I haven't had kids myself, but according to him, when you have a child naturally, there usually isn't a checklist of what and who you're willing to accept. After all of the forms and feelings and years of waiting, my parents finally got their baby, the one who would eventually become their second favorite child, my brother. Dad, if you figured out how to listen to podcasts, made it this far, and are now calling me, that was just a joke. Please hang up. It's all good. One time I actually said to my dad, I bet I'm the favorite child, and he said, and I quote, I guarantee that you're not. Rude. Anyway, my brother is almost exactly six years older than me, so he was adopted first at about a month old. 
The crazy part of his story is that my parents got the call they'd been waiting years for on December 16th that year. They'd be getting a baby and they'd be adopting that baby on December 17th. Yes, the next day. They went from non-parents to parents in about 18 hours. So crazy. I'll kind of leave it at that just because it's my brother's story, not mine, but I'd like to put in here that I could not have gotten luckier in the sibling lottery. He is the absolute best. So after a few years, my parents decided they wanted a sibling for him. They turned to adoption again, this time a little more familiar with the process and paperwork. They put together a scrapbook detailing the family, who each member was, what they were like, and what they all liked to do together. Basically a hinge profile, but for a family seeking a baby. It is a weird process, everyone. Anyway, my parents put this book together and gave it to the adoption agency, who then gave it to potential birth parents. I believe this was a big part of how my birth parents came to choose my adoptive family. I actually still have this book, so it must have been returned to my family at some point, and it's just so cool to look through now, knowing my family and the life I've been able to have with them. I was born November 7th, 1994 in Hudson, Wisconsin. I went into foster care as my adoption was finalized, which happened on December 5th, 1994, exactly four weeks after I was born. And from then on, I was part of my forever family in Eau Claire, Wisconsin. Fun fact, my parents didn't meet me until December 5th when the adoption was finalized. But when I was a couple weeks old, my foster mom went to a craft fair at the Eau Claire Mall. Apparently, I was DIYing and shopping real early, which would surprise no one in my life. But as fate would have it, my soon-to-be great-aunt was also at this craft fair. She started talking to my foster mom, saying her baby was absolutely precious. I mean, it was me, so unsurprising. The foster mom explained the situation that I was actually a baby in foster care about to be adopted by a family there in Eau Claire in just a few weeks. Hearing the details, my great aunt called my parents saying, I think I just met your daughter. If there's one thing I've learned thus far in my life, it's that life is funny sometimes. From here, things get pretty boring for a minute. Definitely nothing podcast worthy. Honestly, not even Instagram story worthy. Don't worry, though. Things picked back up again. I decided to do one of those DNA test kits. It was all interesting information, but nothing crazy or groundbreaking. Until I got to the list of DNA relatives. This is where I made some big discoveries. Discoveries that challenged my most long-held beliefs about myself and my story. More on that in the next episode.